Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my beautiful mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. This is actually a special bonus episode coming in between season one and season two because I wanted to share with you behind the scenes of the Simplify My Biz live coaching event. If you have not been yet, this is going to give you a little insight on what happens at this event in case you might be interested in signing up too. January 31st of 2020, is going to be the next event that you can get in on to figure out where you are overcomplicating your business and then from there where to put your focus next. This is a unique free event where you can come in and get one-on-one coaching from me in a group setting. It is so much fun and it is a great way to kick off the new year in figuring out how to put one foot in front of the other. And the other added bonus is that you get a taste of what it is like to be a member of the Mompreneur Guide Mastermind by joining us at this free live event, getting some coaching, and hearing more of behind the scenes of what a simplified mission-driven business is like and how it can fit into your life and your world. So come dip your toes in by taking a listen to this episode and then head to themompreneurguide.com slash simplify to snag your seat and get some one-on-one hot seat coaching. Now let's dive in. In this Simplify My Biz event, the first one that I ever did, we had some amazing ladies join. Eight different amazing mompreneurs signed up and a handful of them were able to actually come to the live training. We are going to hear from three of the women who joined in the event, Julie, Courtney, and Stacy. You'll learn more about their businesses, where they were feeling complicated in their business, and what we uncovered for them so that they could take a step forward and reach their next goal. Take a listen. All right, so I first wanted to start off and give you a little bit of background info on myself and Simplifying Your Biz so you know what we're doing here in this free live event. My name is Megan Moran, and I am the owner of the Mompreneur Guide, which includes my podcast and my mastermind membership. I'm all about helping you mompreneurs simplify your businesses so that you can be more present and productive. And the culmination of that mission starts with my background. I've been in the entrepreneurship space my whole life. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My mom is a mompreneur, so I was not only raised by her in her business, working after school, learning behind the scenes, and helping her through everything she did, but my dad also runs his own business. Literally everybody in my family does, so I really got this from both sides, which actually inspired me to start my first business in high school as a personal styling business. In college, I studied entrepreneurship. Yes, it was a major. And after I graduated, I moved into the startup space working at companies like Poshmark's headquarters. So I'm very entrenched in this space and I have been for many, many years. My previous business, like I mentioned, the personal styling one, has an interesting connection to how I'm helping you ladies simplify things today. Because basically what I help you do in your businesses, I used to help women do in their closets. So I would help them identify their signature style, use that to cleanse their closets, telling them what to keep and get rid of, and ultimately simplify the getting dressed process so they have less overwhelm in their closets, can pick out items more easily, and focus on what mattered to them. And that's really what I'm doing now for mompreneurs in their businesses today. We all have so much going on in our lives, so many distractions and opportunities that it can be really overwhelming and hard to focus on what matters. So the way I live my life and that I help clients with is by keeping things as simple as possible. Specifically, I help mompreneurs create simplified, mission-driven businesses, also known as a minimalist business. When you think of minimalism, you typically think of a stark room or like you can't have all the things you need, when in reality, it's simply a way to make sure everything has a purpose, gets you excited, or brings you joy. And the things that don't, don't have a place there. And so that is where I'm coming from and guiding our work today. Yes, there are a million things that we could be doing. And yes, there are a million ways you can run your business. But what is the one thing that excites you? 
And again, with minimalism, focusing on how can we do that and make a bigger impact? How can we have a simplified business, very focused on not only the task at hand, but all of the activities we do? I want to make sure you get all the attention you need and your questions answered, so I won't spend a ton of time unpacking the importance of simplifying your business. I know I mentioned episode 19 of the podcast to most of you, but if you haven't heard it yet, go take a listen to get the full scoop. But just to give you high level, at the end of the day, the three reasons simplifying your business is so key, which you're probably all slightly aware of since you raised your hands wanting to come to this Simplify My Biz event, are... First and foremost, simplifying helps eliminate your overwhelm because it innately brings focus. There's simply less to get distracted by when we clear the clutter in our businesses. It helps your clients convert better because they're not clouded or confused by clutter. They're not unsure of what's going on. They're clear and focused and you're clear and focused. Simplifying with a minimalist business innately creates structure so you don't fall back into your old ways. And so that's why this simplifying process is so, so important. And that's what I want to help you do today. I know we've got a range of things people want help with. Some people are doing podcasts, some are figuring out their aligned offer. So let's get started and talk through where things are feeling complicated in your business. Julie, let's start with you. Tell us what interested you in coming into this free workshop. Okay. I am a mother of four. I live in San Antonio. I am a pediatrician and had a chronic illness about four years ago. In 2017, I got mono. Highly do not recommend that as a mother. It was my second time getting it. I was like to the point where I couldn't lift my head off the pillow to get my kids to school. I took off two weeks, which is not very long. It's not long enough. And then I worked for two more years and then COVID happened. And then I basically became a flight attendant in my own house, I say, because I had five people here that everyone needed a terminal. Everyone needed three meals a day. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just do that. Most recently, I have decided to take on some other things that are more malleable in terms of the schedule and the commitment. So I'm writing a children's book and then I'm starting a podcast and it's launching um, February 2222. Got to hold myself accountable. It's called Paging Dr. Mom. And the tagline is anyone else feel like they're on call 24 seven. And I think that's like every mom, but my niche audience is moms in healthcare. I think for me, in terms of what I need help with and starting this podcast endeavor, when I look at Megan's offers and podcasts and presentation, it's so clear and it's so succinct. So I was really drawn to you for that reason, because I felt like you seem to be one of those people who just doesn't complicate things. And I'm super creative and I'm kind of a perfectionist at the same time. And boy, can I complicate things because I want it to be just a certain way. And then sometimes it just becomes a big tangled mess. And usually I can get out of it, but I would love training on one foot in front of the other on this podcast stuff and how to do an offer. I've never done an offer. I'm really excited for us to dive into this concept of the offer more because that was going to be my question for you is I know you have a passion for moms and healthcare because that's your background. And so then my question beyond that is how are you going to take it a step further? What are you going to do with that? Because the podcast, it's a huge and amazing vehicle, but then we also want to be able to create these transformations with people. And and I appreciate your kind words about simplifying and streamlining things because yes, that is what I'm all about. And so that is what I'm here to help you ladies with today is like, we have so much going on. So how can we stay focused on what makes the most sense for us and what will be the most impact for our clients as well. So you said you have your podcast and really you want to figure out how to go from podcast to an offer. So it's clean and simple, correct? Yeah. In terms of helping the moms that are my focus, create and create almost like the good news movement for Dr. Mom. I want to shine the light on what great things other people are doing and share my struggles and my vulnerability, which sometimes people wouldn't expect, and really have a real conversation around that. The lack of female leadership in medicine really creates this schedule and this lifestyle that is really not that great for mom. And it's just so often that they get to a certain point and they have to choose between the two. And that's kind of what I had to do. I feel like I can identify with and create a space that they like, oh my gosh, here's where I'm failing. Here's where I'm not getting it right. Here's where I'm exhausted. I want to bring on other people and showcase that and create great interviews that are compelling. And yeah, I'll put my spin on it. I just, I want to bring things to the forefront that maybe we're not talking about, which is leadership and flex time and 
maternity leave and some things like that. And I think we all have to look at like, what's your superpower? Like, what do people come to you for? And they're like, oh my gosh, you won't be so much with that. And a lot of times it's something we're not getting paid for, right? For me, I'll be coaching somebody for like an hour and it'll be a pre-med student, a med student, a resident, or someone who hates their job as a doctor. Pretty much always women, some men, but mainly women. And they'll be like, you won't be so much more in that hour. So this Kathy Hillard podcasting group, one thing that I think was really clear to me that she taught me was don't trade your time for dollars. Don't do one-on-one anything. I think I'm starting to get that, like the five of us here are getting stuff from each other. When into Megan on our own, we may not even think about some of the things. So I'm, I'm kind of sold on the group coaching now. Not 500 like we were in Megan. I know for way too many people in there. Because I didn't even meet Megan in there until after. But you know, 10 people or 15 people. And I think it's kind of where I'm angling in terms of my offer. I hope that's not too much. But that's- no, no, that's really helpful. So what I'm hearing from you, first and foremost, is you've got a lot of things that you want to do. And I think you can all relate to this, as we all can. We've got a lot of things that we want to do. And so how can we, again, put one foot in front of the other? And so the first thing that I think is important to realize is putting some time constraints around things for all of you ladies. This applies to everybody. I like to work on a 90-day schedule. And so I'm going to give you my podcast as an example. This is how I did it. So I started my podcast, like I said, end of July, beginning of August. My timeline is a little longer than 90 days for this, but I'm just going to give it to you as an example. My first month, my focus was by the end of the 90 days, my goal was I wanted to monetize but I knew I was going to give myself space to lead up to it. And so my first month, my focus was get the podcast out. That's all I'm going to focus on right now is making the outline, interviewing the people, editing it, scheduling it. So then the rest of it runs on autopilot. This again, happens to be podcast, but just so you can get a sense of how this could work for you. That first month, of stuff to reach your goal might be nurturing. It might be like putting consistent content out there. It might be creating the course or the event or thing that you want to do, but spending a solid bit of time. And if you have more time or less time, you might be able to flex this a bit. But for me, it was, I just focused on get the podcast done. And then I moved into month two. My month two was all about How can I create engagement and nurture and drive people to this thing that I've created? It's already set up. It's ready to go. So I don't have to think about it anymore. I set it and forget it. And now I can focus on engaging, growing that community, growing that audience. After I did that, my third month for me then became monetizing. And so then it was like, okay, now I can focus. I've got the machine like set. The podcasts are going out. I don't have to think about that. Now I've got some engagement. I have some community. I have some people I can actually talk to. And then for me, month three was monetizing. To give you some other examples too, just of how this 90-day concept can work, I'm working with a client right now. She has an in-person catering business and she wants to move online. Her end goal is in five years to replace the catering business with all online. So her first month was all about clarity. What in the world am I doing here? What am I going to do? What could this online business look like? So that was all of our focus. Month two then is now on creating the thing that we came up with, what that offer looks like for her. She's going to be doing a course. And then month three is going to be all about launching that course. She already has a bit of an audience. So We're working on nurturing a little bit in there too, but just so that you can get a sense of the beauty of a 90-day plan is it gives you enough breathing room to focus and actually get something complete. But then the other side of that is it's not like too much time that you're allowing yourself to get far away. So I just wanted to start with that, that the first thing I feel like is needed in, in your situation here, Julie, is some structure to help you put one foot in front of the other. And so The first thing I would say to you is it seems like you've got that coaching idea down. There's some intricacies there that sure we could work out and that you could really flesh out to to make it simple and, and focused. But for the most part, first, you've got this podcast and that's the beginning of the beast for you. And so it seems like to me, you really need to make an outline for season one. You know the feeling that you want, but you need help taking the action and the accountability. Like if you map out what those first 20, my minus 23 episodes happen to be my first season. So good. Your month one is done. You've got your season one done. You've reached out to people. You literally have things booked and your season one is starting to roll. You're getting that done. Then once you've completed that, then you can move into, okay, I can breathe. That part is done. 
Now, how can I nurture them more in the journey? Listening to things is great, but when you have these connections like this, like this event that I'm doing here, it deepens it. And you can't provide necessarily one-on-one help on a podcast, you know? Like I can't speak to each of you one-on-one like this, like I can in an event. And so that's where for you in your case, that's kind of the next step that I see for you is get that season up and running and then work on how can I amplify it? How can I help more? I saw you raise your hand, so I'll, I'll stop for a second. Okay. <laughs> so I, what I was just going to ask was month one, you were kind of in a silo and no one really knew what you were doing. And then month two, you release and create your engagement at the same time. Is that right? Yes. So for me, it was, I got the first couple done and then those started to air. And then I was still behind the scenes since I had those scheduled. I used a social media scheduler, my podcast platform. I can schedule the um, actual audio to go live. I can just schedule the blog to go live. Like those pieces I could schedule at any time that worked for me. And then they would just shoot out as needed. So it was like I was creating the engagement, but I didn't have to be there posting it. Does that make sense? Even even all of your content, like on your, your quotes or your, you know, whatever you put out there, you, you used one of those services. Yeah. I started small to begin with. And then in my engagement month, I went back and added in more. Okay. So I recorded everything and this is for the podcast, but it can apply to anything. I recorded all of those episodes. I made one graphic. I shared that with my people for them to share. And then as I got further and I finished editing and I'm in the engagement and I'm seeing, well, if I did some more posts and people are starting to like this, then I went back in and created more and I've been creating more and just building on it. But instead of being stuck in trying to build and build and build, I put one foot in front of the other and then moved on to the next thing and then added in some at the end. That sounds great. Okay. Yeah. So okay. A, workshop, a workshop that's for you would be an example of amplifying and then monetizing from that. Exactly. Yeah. So as an example here, I am here to help you at the end. I'm not leaving you hanging. If you guys would like to continue working with me, I will have an offer for you. I'm here right now to give you this advice and everything free, like I mentioned, so that I have something deeper that people can come to after the podcast, after we've connected on Instagram. I wanted a space where I could continue to support if you need to just dip your toes in and start to understand what could things even look like? What could that next step look like? Mm -hmm. And then for you, then you've got your coaching. And so then you can work on actually doing that. And so for you, if you're interested in group, I think that's great. I think if you want to get a couple people under your belt, something I did was I beta tested. And so I worked with a couple of people for free and then a couple of people one-on-one. And then I'm turning my program into a membership because I think that there is something to be said, like you said about this community, we can all connect. You all happen to have so many similarities. And so how much can you guys network and collaborate? And I, I already see some podcast ideas going around here between all of you. And so I agree with you. I do think that there is some power in the group. I think there's also some power in working out your system a little bit before you go into group. Everybody has their own journey though. So. Do you mean that by a course or do, when you say... The easiest thing to get started is one-on-one, just you coaching somebody one-on-one, even if you do like a couple one-hour sessions or a one-month package or something where you can just hone in on your coaching process a little bit before you try to take people through a group program. Yeah. Obviously, we would have to dive into more of you and what would work best for you because group could work. But typically what I've seen, if you could do, you know, three, let's say, one to three people one-on-one before you launch a group that tends to help because you can work out some of those kinks and understand what people need. So roughly, you know, 90 day plan is what I recommend. And roughly from what you're saying, that's what I see from you is that you just need a little bit of structure to pull yourself together. Is there something besides coaching that you think is really obvious that I'm not seeing or? I don't have enough information. Yeah. And I really didn't start this to make money. That wasn't my initial goal. I really... When I was really sick, I, I really prayed about like, okay, how could I use this somehow? What is the silver lining here? Like, I think I can help a lot of women with this. I agree. I mean, I can. So that, that was my, I mean, that, that's the feeling I want people to have. That doesn't mean I can't get paid to do some things, but I don't want it to be real salesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel you a hundred percent. And that's exactly how I started as well. And my goal in my business as well. Like, I hope that I don't come across that way. I hope that no. I 
place of service as well. And so I can relate to you a hundred percent and you don't come across that way. You can tell, I'm sure the other ladies can speak to it. You can tell that you come from a, a great heart who just wants to help. And so I think you have, yeah, so much amazing. But we got to turn the lights on too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, well, yeah, there's so many resources I could share with you ladies that I'm reading right now on money mindset. And yes, it's so true. Like for you to offer and to be able to serve all of these women, you have to be able to support yourself as well. Yeah. And so if we can create a simple way to do that, that that would be my goal for you. So did that help you get some clarity there? Yeah, I left the 90 day plan. I think you can probably tell from talking to me, I don't have a lot of structure. <laughs> I get it. It's hard. Uh, and it's something that I need help on. And so I can, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. So that's one of the things. <laughs> what a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you said, with the coaching, I think uh, there's what I know right now. And then there's so much more that we could dive into. What I love to do is dig into your personality tests, dig into what's worked before. What do you like? Like there's so many pieces of the puzzle that help us really uncover what is a good next step for you in seeing the full picture. There's so much that can be uncovered there and helping you feel more confident and making sure you're more aligned in that decision. But I think right now, putting one foot in front of the other is get that season one up, start thinking about how could you serve people in the long run and what's that bridge to nurture them from podcast to monetization coaching. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. So Courtney, why don't you go ahead and share all about you? Okay. My name is Courtney. I don't even know what to call it because it's not a blog. My page, I don't know, The Hungry Luna. Still trying to figure all that out. But I have two little kids. My daughter, Hazel, just turned 16 months. And Archer, my son, is three and a half. So I stay home with them and just trying to figure out where I'm going with this thing. I was mainly just doing recipes and stuff and tips and tricks and all that. Um, But I'm just trying to like branch out just a little bit. So it's still related to food, but where I'm not having to like create recipes all the time. I'm just trying to add something that's a little bit easier and that doesn't take up so much time because I don't have any time. So I'm dabbling, I guess. I don't know if I want to even say like health and wellness because I I don't know. I'm not an expert in that. So I'm just kind of like sharing my journey on what I'm going through as far as in that health and wellness journey and my food issues and all that. So I'm just kind of, I still feel a little confused on who my target audience is, who I'm trying to help what their pain points are, all that. I keep narrowing it down and then something shifts and I change it. So for a while I was niching down like the low carb and keto and then I stopped doing that. And I don't know. So I'm kind of like all over the place. I'm trying to just find where I need to go. So that is why I'm here. (laughs) I love it. When you say that you've tried a target audience and then you've shifted, what has been the shift or what has made you shift? Just so I have some background. Well, I was doing more low carb keto because that's how I was eating. And then I just changed a little bit where it wouldn't be considered keto. And then people would be like, I thought you were keto. Like people on TikTok are mean. So it'd be like, what is this? I thought I was following you for keto recipes. So I'm just kind of trying to figure all that out right now. Okay. So it's just been that one shift that we've talked about before. There there haven't been other pivots that you've tried. Yeah. And then just now starting to add in a little bit more life. I don't even know if it's called lifestyle because it's not going to be like fashion or my kids or anything, but just a little bit more of, I don't know. I did like a day in a life, what I eat in a day, you know, like that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what that looks like, where it's not just food and recipes, but it's not like a bit, like where it's still kind of cohesive. So, okay. So yeah, so you want to do less of the recipes because they're time consuming and then infuse something else, but we just can't quite put our finger on what does that look like? Is this some kind of lifestyle thing? I know you've mentioned before too about dieting, right? How it's like to undiet or haven't you used a phrase like that before? I mean, the whole like ditching diet culture, which I tried and I just gained a whole bunch of weight in the last few months. So now I'm back like tracking macros again. And so I like, I, I share all this with my audience or community or whatever you want to call them. And a lot of people relate. So I'm just trying to, you know, do the whole document don't create and just trying to share what's going on because that's easy. If I'm like just sharing what is already happening, I'm not going out of my way to do something as far as like my time. That's just kind of what I have to do right now. 
Right. No, I, I totally understand that. For you ladies who don't know, honestly, that was how my podcast started. I made this transition last year. I had been running my business for 10 years and I knew that I wanted to do something different. I knew I wanted to help mompreneurs. And so I started on this journey. And if you've ever read The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin or just the whole concept of document instead of trying to create new things all the time, that was how the podcast started. And then it's just evolved into this because I just started saying, I want to be present. I want to be productive. I know I can curate these people. And so in my case, that turned into a podcast. And then that has evolved into coaching and all of those things. So I just want you to know that I, I understand that. And it's a great place to start. We just want to also make sure we're matching it with your goals. So if your goals are to keep the ball rolling and not launch a product this second, that's great. And that's cool. But if you're looking to make money within the next month or so, just knowing what is the one thing we're going to put our focus on or what is our one big goal for the next short amount of time so we can reach that so then we can move on to the next. So you said you were confused on your target audience that you're just kind of not sure where to take it. You've done the recipes. You want to pull back on those a little bit. And one thing that you mentioned that really stuck out to me that I wrote down is your journey through dieting. So talk to me, what is your goal? What is your goal with doing this business? I think we all want to make money, but how pertinent and how quickly do you want to make money versus growing a movement? Tell me where you're at with your goal for your business. Um, I'm trying to be patient. I mean, luckily, we're not counting on me to make income for all of us to survive. So it's not like I need to bust something out because we have rent to pay. So that's nice that I can just not rush anything. Yeah. That being said, I'd love to at some point make money from this thing. I mean, there's so many different ventures it could go, like working with brands and affiliate links, which I have the affiliate links. I have the Amazon storefront, the like to know it. That's all new. So haven't made anything from that. There's the blogging aspect, which that just comes down to sharing the recipes and stuff. And then obviously driving traffic to that. So, I mean, I'll have some recipes on my website, but I don't want to be like a food blogger. I feel like I went off tangent. What did you ask me? <laughs> Yeah. So I want to know, like, what is your goal and what is yeah. your why? If your goal and something specific is hard to come by right now, tell me what is the point and what is your reason that you even want to do something like this? Um. Yeah. I mean, God, what is my why? What's the point? I don't even know, I guess. I mean, I am obsessed with food. I love food. So, and I used to cook. I used to cook on yachts for people. So that's just what I know. That's my specialty. So I like sharing it. And I just was also looking at different ways to show up, sharing my day, sharing what I eat and stuff like that's fun for me too. Like I'm obsessed with TikTok. So sharing in that way, like little short form videos. I love that. I feel like I'm still not really answering the question. I think because no, I just don't know. Honestly, okay. green dumping is, it is a very helpful way for me to understand. So you said you're obsessed with food. Dive into that a little bit more for me. What about it? Like you love making recipes and eating yummy things. You love gathering around a table. You love like dive into that. Get a little deeper for me there. Yeah, just, I just love, <laughs> I don't sound like such a badass, but I just, I love food. I've always loved it. Probably not in a good way. I'm working on my relationship with food because I've been like a lifetime yo-yo dieter and I've tried all the diets, all the things. So it just, I have a weird relationship with food, but I love it and it makes me happy. I'm definitely an emotional eater. You know, I, I dabble in so many thoughts. Like, should I do a course? Do I do an ebook? And not right now, at least. So I'm trying to accept the fact because I hate the word influencer, but I feel like what I'm doing lately is a little, little like wannabe influencer. You know, just sharing all that stuff. I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you there. And a question I want to pose to you is what if it could be something else? Not not the how or what that would look like, but what if it didn't have to be brands and affiliate links and blogging was a part of it, but not it? How does that just make you feel if there was another option for you? Yeah. Does that feel interesting, exciting? Yeah. Yeah. So what I hear is a very interesting story of you saying you've got the emotional eating, the yo-yo dieting, all of the eating stuff, which so many people can relate to. And what I'd be interested to know is you're obsessed with food. 
You used to cook on yachts, which is so cool, but by no means does that have to be the basis of your business. You've got to do what excites you and and just the recipes alone isn't cutting it for you. And that's totally fine. There are a million different ways that you could structure your business. I'm just going to use me as an example just to give you some hopefully awareness and seeing the possibility. So, okay, I help mompreneurs simplify their businesses to be present and productive. So I've got the podcast. There's a free way. I could do an ebook with that exact topic. I could do a course with that topic. I could do group coaching. I could do a retreat. I could do a membership. I could do one-on-one. Same idea, but think about how many different ways you can do something. And then I can target so many different people. So I could be mompreneurs with young kids. I could be working moms. Like, So I guess I want to say that so that it helps open up your mind to whatever structure lights you up exists and those clients exist at whatever price point you need it to exist at. So I just want to start there for all of you to realize this mindset. And so what I think about for you, Courtney, is how can we figure out your why and your mission and how do you want to help people? There's these three components, your legacy, your why, and your core mission of how you want to be serving and helping people. And that's some of the first work that I do with people is mapping out what is high level, the legacy that you want to leave. So when you think about at the end of the day, when all is said and done, what do you want people to be saying about you? What is that impact that you want to leave? And so to give you an example, for me, my legacy I want to leave is to make a real impact and help as many mompreneurs as I can be present and productive, live the life that I grew up living as a child of mompreneur. Like I want to give that back and support in so many ways. And so really your legacy is a thing that I think you might want to start journaling on because it sounds like this is where you have some holdup from taking that next step forward is figuring out your legacy and then your why. So how I had mentioned before, like, why are we even doing this? Where can you help? What do you have a passion for? And then the other part that I mentioned is your mission. And I think for you, Courtney, if you can start journaling on that and start diving into your story more, some of the things I do with clients is looking at their story and their past and pulling all these breadcrumbs. If you listen to my podcast, you hear me talk about that a lot when I'm interviewing people is you have all these pieces of your story. And when you pair that with personality tests and we just kind of gather all the data and put it in one spot, you're like, oh my gosh, look at this background. For me, it was like, oh my gosh, it was raised by a mompreneur. I studied entrepreneurship. That's actually a major. And that was mine in college. Like there are so many pieces of the puzzle that come together when you can look at it all. And so that would be my first thing. I think where you're stuck right now is, you know, you have a passion for food, but we're just not quite sure what is that common thread and what is that piece that's really driving you to want to do this. And once we unlock that, like you saw, I talked about with Juliet, then we can figure out what can we be doing for that 90-day plan to put one foot in front of the other? How can we make that content all cohesive? How can we make it super simple when you go out? And so that would be my recommendation to you. And that was the spot that I was in last year. It took me over six months to get to this point. But for you, if you start there, and like I said, if you gather your personality tests, looking at your story, asking multiple different people and your family and friends, when it comes to me, what do you think I'm most helpful with? And put all of that data into one document and then you see the parts that are the same and you're like, hmm, okay, I'm good at teaching. I'm good at making connections. I'm good at speaking. I'm good at creating. There's so many things that it'll start to uncover for you. And then I think it can help us figure out where to put your focus next, like very specific. But I think for you now, where to put your focus next is trying to uncover the what instead of trying to do stuff and not sure where it's going to go because you don't feel as confident and passionate about it because you're unclear. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. And that's kind of where, you know, I've been stuck for a little bit. I I keep thinking I know it and then it changes. Yeah. So I haven't quite put my finger on all those answers that you said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those would be where I would say to start is like those three things. Another exercise that I did recently that has been very helpful. It's basically about your vision. And what I'm learning in the space is it's all about the feeling. And so what is that feeling that gets you excited about your future? And when you can drop into feeling that feeling of your future self, it helps you actually achieve that. And so for me, I can see this vision of multiple things. I see a vision of my future house and where we're living and all of, you know, the the typical lifestyle stuff. But then I also forgot that I have this vision of 
helping mompreneurs even more, like being able to support and invest in people's businesses and things like that. And so I think the the more we can get still and the more we can go even higher, higher up like that, you know, aerial view and looking at what you're doing in your life and your story, it can help you really get that clarity and that focus. And then you can simplify your activities back from that. So that would be my recommendation for you is the let me see the why, the mission, figuring out what your vision looks like, like getting really honed in on that. And then you can start taking steps forward into, okay, now I get it. So now what I'm going to do, and that's going to tweak and, and change. And that's the beauty of the 90 days is we can get clarity again at the end and, and look at the data and move forward. But to start for you, that would be my recommendation is to take your month one as get clarity on what we're doing here. Okay. Thank you. Got it. Awesome. All right, Stacy. I'm so glad you made it. I hope you had a great day. I know you were running from thing to thing, but what's happening in your life that brought you to this event today? Like, What do you want to simplify? Tell us how I can support you. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Courtney, too, for passing along the information. My name is Stacy. I'm actually out in San Jose area, and I am a postpartum doula and newborn care specialist. And my goal is right now, I'm actually focusing on postpartum care, more of the coaching side of things, working with new moms specifically on how to manage the first 12 weeks of life with a new baby. It's really difficult working in person. So my goal now is to start creating something where I can help women virtually to reach their goals at the end of their postpartum journey. I too am starting to work on a podcast because I am much better at speaking. I can flow more freely as I speak and what I'm doing with that is recording. And if I'm going to record, I might as well turn it into something to share. Using what I'm speaking about and taking notes and creating blogs and posts and repurposing content from there. Because it's a lot easier for me to take my own notes and my own information after I've spoke about it than write it down and put it into words and be able to share it in a more copy format. I'm getting there, but I'm still overwhelmed with a lot of the thoughts that I have and how I want to do things. It's easy to say, oh, I want to help everybody do this and I want to help everybody do that. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to focus on this because now there's a real need for that problem to be solved for new people. And yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing now. What else do I need to cover? Tell us what's happening in your life and your business right now that brought you to this event. Then when Courtney shared it, you were like, yeah, I want to come. <laughs> I'm always in between contracts. You know, you start a contract, you end, and then you have a time period where there's nothing. And I'm actually coming to the end of two contracts right now. So my nighttime support will end and I will have three weeks of vacation, basically, of getting to rest and not have to work night shifts right now. So why I wanted to be here was with three weeks of not having to work nights, I actually get to do things on my own for my business. And I really want to take these next three weeks that I have nights available again to really tackle my tasks and my goals and get the momentum rolling before the new year starts and have a clear picture of where I'm going and what I'm doing. I love that. I love that. And real quick, just to clarify, when you said you were overwhelmed with your thoughts, are those specific to the podcast, like getting that up and running and all that that entails? Is there more to that, like more in um, overwhelming you? No, I think now that I've understood that I need to record and speak before I start writing, the overwhelm comes from what do I talk about? What am I going to share? What do I write? How do I write all of these thoughts down when I'm not really into writing? I don't mind writing here and there, but to create content for workbooks and stuff like that, it gets really overwhelming for me. And I have to do it, but breaking it down so that way I have a clear outline on what I'm going to be offering. So that way, as I drip content out or I start releasing new programs, it's not repeated. And I can make sure that people are getting a clear understanding of what the curriculum is and what they're doing. That way they feel like they're actually getting something that they're paying for and it's worth every penny. I gotcha. So you've got your podcast that you're doing. You said you're overwhelmed with thoughts on what to share. And you've got three weeks where you can work on your business and get stuff done. And so you really want to capitalize on that. And I love that. 
So talk to me about that next step. Do you think you're ready for that 90-day plan? Would that be helpful for you? Yeah, I mean, definitely I want to get things started within the next month. So yeah, I get that the 90 days is like a total piece. I definitely need something like that because it helps to put the fire under my butt. <laughs> and it keeps me accountable. But I definitely want to get the the whole podcast thing started. I want to use that as my leverage to build an audience. I don't necessarily want to monetize off of the podcast. I feel like that's where I want to gain my audience, build my trust, and really show people like I am an expert in what I'm talking about and what I do. And then be able to lead into offerings through there. So I think postpartum is so overlooked that a lot of women feel during their postpartum period, like they don't matter anymore unless they're having a really big issue with depression or some kind of psychosis. It's kind of like, oh, well, you're just in postpartum, deal with it. That's the way life is. And it makes me really sad and angry for women to feel that way. And I really want women to understand you're not alone. And this is an important part of your life now and your journey and becoming who you are. And that's the message I really want to make clear to these women and the people that I work with and dads too, because dads suffer from this as well. And making sure that it's reachable to everyone who's in this journey and they're in this part of their life that they don't always understand what's happening. And so I want to make sure that I'm conveying these messages, that there's somebody here to listen, somebody here to support you, and somebody that is going to be on your side. Even though I might not be next to you in person, I'm going to make you feel empowered and calm and have that clarity of what you're doing and what you're working toward. So I think that's my overall goal with everything in virtual offering and the podcast. Does that make sense? Oh, wait, I can see the vision of it all now. First off, I want to highlight what you said there. You said that the postpartum journey and how it is talked about now makes you sad and angry. And so I just want to bring this point to light for all of you ladies. And Courtney, this might be helpful for you too. This is a very good indicator of you're in the right spot. Because when something gives you an, an emotional feeling, that's always an indication of where you can make a good impact. So you, first off, are totally in the right space. I am so appreciative of you doing that, of being there, because it wasn't long ago that I was there. I know, Courtney, you're not much further ahead than me from being postpartum. And Brittany, I don't remember your youngest, but I see your kids are, are younger too. So it's not been long since we've been there. And so we can totally relate to that. And I loved how you mentioned to serve the dads as well. My husband with our son suffered from postpartum depression, uh, the dad version, I can't think of what it's called now. So I love what you're doing here and I can see the whole vision. And so I really think for you, it comes down to which is where you want to start. So you could focus right now in your next three weeks to get some kind of course, to get some kind of ebook, to get something up and running. And then spending your time after that, getting the podcast going and really focusing on the podcast in the new year. Or you could flip it and you could focus on, I just want to get the podcast out there. I want to start nurturing and getting people aware. What I wrote down was postpartum awareness. Like how many of us didn't even really know half the things I'm sure that you can share with us about postpartum and all of that. And so really it comes down to, do you want to focus right now on offering these virtual services and getting that ball rolling and creating it some income or do you want to get the awareness out there first and then you can put your focus in on the actual virtual services that is the question that i would pose to you and in my saying that what is your innate reaction so i definitely want to generate some income to see that this is working but right now in the beginning i definitely know that this would not be my main source of income in doing that because my main source is my in-person work right now so I was thinking with the podcast, starting it, but giving it a good six months to see what kind of return I get from it and see what kind of traffic is being driven, who's been coming, if it's driving traffic to my website, is it driving traffic to my social media? And then moving from there to say, okay, now I really need to start pushing my website because I'm really getting a lot more traction there and traffic going there or 
if people are heading over to Instagram and trying to get stuff from there, then start trying to build that. But that's, I think, another part of the overwhelm is like, what do I focus on? Do I focus on the website building or do I focus on the Instagram building? They're both great tools. And what I've learned before is like, if you really want people to know you and know your business, you build the website. If you really want people to know you and you want to, you know, generate more audience and more following, then you work on the Instagram part of things. I don't know where I would make money between the two because I haven't really tried. Most of my income, like I said, is word of mouth and through referrals. So it's very different, right? It's a very different way to get income one versus the other. A hundred percent. Yeah. My styling business was local, so I can totally relate to that. I didn't do online until towards the end I tried and they're two different beasts. That's a hundred percent for sure. So what I'm hearing you say then is you want to focus on the podcast now. And so my recommendation there is the best way I think that you can track that is get started on the podcast and have a free resource that makes sense as the next step being your virtual services to start seeing who is the right person who's interested. So every time you're on your podcast, you can be saying, I'm making this up because I don't know what your free resource would be. They'll need to know the 12 things to do over the 12 weeks of your postpartum for self-care. Make sure you had to grab my free resource. And as you're doing your podcast, then you'll see if the right people are converting. Now, the only struggle a bit for you is that once they're out of that 12 weeks, will they need the course? Is it a very time sensitive matter? So that's the other part is I'd love to keep creating because ideally my big picture goal is to support the whole first year. I want to make sure that I am really focusing on postpartum, but then keep offering more support and coaching through the first year because we know that Babies go through different transitions, all these different changes, milestones, different benchmarks they reach at different times. And parents get freaked out and doctors are there and doctors are available for them. But it's sad that not every doctor is as personable as another doctor. So that's kind of the other side is like making sure that they can stay with me for a full year to help coach them through things. And when they have a question, it's like... How can I help them learn to advocate for themselves and feel empowered that they're not crazy? So that's the overall goal is to have a whole program. Yeah. In hearing you say this, my thought is, and Julie mentioned this too about a beta program, because the podcast is great for, like you said, building that audience and growing the awareness, but your thing is a little time sensitive. And so that would be part of my concern. If you spend six months growing the podcast, where is that person who started episode one, potentially six months down the road? Have you, I don't want to say, have you lost them, but essentially like, did they really, really need you and you didn't have a way to serve them unless you just throw a one-on-one virtual consultation up on your website? And then you start the podcast, you do have a way to support them. Because I think that's what everybody looks for is we listen, we like what somebody has to say, we know, like, and trust them, and then we want their support. And so I wouldn't want there to be a gap there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I do currently run a support group. It's a free postpartum support group. We meet weekly and they all know too that I record our calls for my own research so I can create a program. So I'm actually building and doing stuff like that right now. You have the data and you have the stuff. And so then part of me again feels like you should just go for the thing and then you could use the podcast to generate more sales, generate more awareness. But I feel like you should use that three weeks. And again, this is with the the limited amount of information I can have right now in the session. But my gut is telling me that you should consider using that time to create something that you can then go launch and sell, even if you have only a handful of people to start, but then you can work on word of mouth and then you can add in the podcast. But I, I worry that the podcast is going to push you further down the road from the virtual offering when you didn't need it. Like it will amplify the work instead of vice versa. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I still am going to be recording just because that's how I build my content. So then I'll just keep doing that. And then instead of pushing to get the podcast started, because I don't mind starting that at the beginning of next year or she's launching in February. Like I don't mind having a later launch date, which is totally fine. I just think I need to create that content for my own 
wheels to keep spinning. That way I have something to keep going and then go right about. Exactly. And it helps to create that content. Yeah. Yeah. You and Julie can be a podcast launch partners together. Do it at the same time. Yeah. I would say spend the next three weeks. I know you mentioned a course instead of a group coaching program. Get that done and put it out there. Start to tell people about it right now saying, I am doing this. I am launching this program or I am launching this course and start to tell people and start to share it now to A, get people excited, B, keep you accountable. When you speak out loud, whatever your goals are, that's what helps make them happen because of the accountability and just whatever you believe in, universe, whatever it is, telling it that this is what's happening so it could start coming to you. So my recommendation is use those three weeks to get that thing done, get it out in the world and start helping people in that way because you're going to make such a big impact from that. And then having your podcast, which it sounds like a lot of that content is going to be created, but it does just take some time to set up your podcast and make sure you don't fall off the tracks of it. So if you have that content that's ready to go, then great. In January, you can focus on getting it all set up and scheduled and starting to push out into the world to help amplify the virtual offerings you already have. Does that seem helpful and make sense to yes. you? Is that helpful and exciting or does it seem? That seems so much more doable. And it sounds like we've been able to scale down these huge amount of thoughts down to, okay, we can focus now. Good, good. Yes, that is always my goal. Yes, next three weeks, get that thing out there, start talking about it launched. And then January, you can start focusing on the podcast to just amplify it more. Yay. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. I hope you enjoyed today's behind the scenes episode of the Simplify My Biz event. Just to recap all that you have learned in hearing this live coaching session. First and foremost, with Julie, we learned the structure of a 90-day action plan and how important it is and helping us stay focused and put one foot in front of the other to get our goals accomplished. After that, with Courtney, we learned how we need to know our legacy, our vision, our mission, and our why, because that is the guiding compass in all of the decisions that we make. Without it, things become foggy and complicated, and we're unclear of what to do next. Last but not least, in Coaching Stacy, we learned that creating an aligned offer is key because then it allows all of the other things to flow from it. Now, if you enjoyed hearing these pieces of the puzzle, some of the main pieces actually that we go over in the Mompreneur Guide Mastermind, my new mastermind membership, my core offer, where you can not only get coaching from me like these women received in the Simplify My Biz event, but you can also get all of the templates you need to simplify your business, have a mission-driven business, and answer all of these questions like that, like a drop of a hat, so that you can move forward and start reaching your goals. Not to mention, you get to link your arms with other amazing mompreneurs to amplify the work that you are doing, connect, and collaborate. If you are interested in learning more, make sure you head to themompreneurguide.com slash mastermind to see all of this new and exciting offer I am launching. Also, if you are interested in the Simplify My Biz event, January 31st is when the next one will be held. So you can head over to themompreneurguide.com slash simplify to snag your seat there, dip your toes in if you're not sure that the mastermind is right for you. That's going to be a great place to start next. If you know you are ready to simplify your business and you are ready to link arms with other amazing mompreneurs and get my eyes on your business, then the mastermind is where you want to be. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Want more? Head to themompreneurguy.com to grab my personal framework for living a present and productive life and to hear my real-time ahas on Telegram. See you next time.